Has anyone ever said to you, it's just a TV show? That's when you know it's time to cut them out of your life. If you don't think it's just a TV show, you'll probably love my podcast, She's Speaking with Emily Hanks. And it's available everywhere you get your podcasts. How's it going, Royal Ugly Dudes? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Do you remember the pure joy of a trip to the video rental store as a kid? The excitement of walking down the aisles, browsing the names in the artwork, and finally deciding on the movie you were going to take home with you. Sure, it's hard to beat the ease of the modern era and streaming platforms where you don't even have to leave your house, but there was something truly special about making that trip as a child, picking a movie out by hand, and time traveling to a distant time and place when you watched it. On this podcast, we revisit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies from the magical era to see if they still move us the way they did as kids. I'm your host, Mike Schulte, and joining me as always, backup guitar and bass players on the Wild Stallions 2007 World Tour, Sean Pryor and AJ Vance. How the heck are you? Dude, what's up? What's up? Dude, dude, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> I, I hope Excellent, you talk the whole dude. movie like this. <laughs> like what, dude? Like, like normal, dude. Fuck yeah. Excellent. Fuck yeah. This is, how we, this is how we fucking talk in Iowa, bro. That's tubular. <laughs> I'm actually hoping to put the word heinous into my vocabulary <laughs> moving forward. Or most just heinous. Yeah, or most something. Yeah. yeah. Yes, <laughs> most heinous. <laughs> Well, before we dive into the movie that you already know we're going to dive into, it is review time. Yay! Review time! All right, so I got two more. I mean, they're coming in so fast, you guys, that we got it. We double up now, in case you haven't noticed double this. Double up. Uh, I want to uh. hit them. So, all right, this, this is called Confused Listener, Mike Beans. I, st- <laughs> I stumbled across this podcast thinking it was about breakfast reviews, as indicated in the name. Maybe don't name your episodes Mini Bites. But it's a bunch of nerds talking about movies I grew up watching. So far, so good. Still trying to figure out who is dating who on the show. (laughs) (laughs) I would have given them four stars, but they reviewed my favorite movie of all time, Over the Top. That alone is worth listening to while at work. Hell yeah, dude. (laughs) I thought that was going to go so much worse. I thought thought that was like one star, but five stars. That's Mike awesome, Beans, man. you're the man, dude. Thanks, buddy. Thank I you. thank you for loving over the top because that was a gamble, buddy. That was a gamble. That was a super gamble and a great. That was like our first TikTok sort of like. Oh, oh the yeah. TikToks are good here. Yeah, yeah well, just mispronouncing a word and we'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Mike, Mike Beans, much like you're confused and but still appreciative of our podcast. I'm. I don't really like beans, but I appreciate your review. Yeah. And uh, you saying nice things. And we are at 64 reviews on Apple Podcasts. When we hit 100 reviews, we will reveal who is dating who on the show. Yes. yes. So that's fair. Yes. There it you go. will happen one day. <laughs> Could switch by then. Who knows? You, you guys leave us those reviews on the Apple Podcast if you can. But if you're not on Apple Podcast, you can get us on the Facebook at Confused Breakfast, and you can leave a review there. So this is from Becky O'Connell, Facebook review. Hey. These guys are hilarious. I am old enough to be their mother or aunt, and I am so enjoying the selection of movies and critiques. I appreciate the time they take to present hilarious and informative perspectives. Having kids in the 80s and 90s, these movies are probably fresher in my mind than movies I see today. Can't even tell you how many times I've watched them. Love the introduction all the way through the end of the movie. Thanks for the opportunity to want to go back and rewatch them again. I do watch Hocus Hocus Pocus every year. I mean, (laughs) who doesn't? Yeah, hell yeah. Fun, fun, fun. Mike, AJ, and Sean... 
Thumbs up emoji, then love and hugs, Sean. That's my aunt. Okay, she singled out, Sean. <laughs> All right. So, Becky O'Connell, your hey, aunt. Look at that, Thank man. you so much, Becky. I wow. appreciate that. Very so nice. They, she told me they were having a road trip up to Illinois for some stuff, and uh, uh, she, she told me that they were listening the whole way and the whole way back. So Wow. That's man. amazing. Thank you. That's Fantastic. Ultimate compliment. Yeah. So you guys hit us up with those reviews. It means a ton to us. We are just a fledgling little podcast trying to make some good in the world. And the reviews really do make us uh, feel good and, and want to continue this because we actually don't like hanging out in the same room as each mm-hmm. other. Right, so right. when we get yeah. positive reviews, we're like, well, we're going to have to stick. We're going to have to stick with this. It, uh, it's yeah. just fuel to just be like, well, I guess I can look at Mike a little bit longer. <laughs> just a little longer. Yeah, it, it's like. It's kind of like it's kind of like getting paid at work. You're just like, there's, I'm, nope, I'm gonna quit. This is horseshit. Yeah. I'm tired of this. I am so tired of this. And then a good review comes in. Yep. You're like, you know what? I could tough it out for one more. The, episode. the boss says, "Hey, you did a good job today." Yeah. Oh, all right, I kind of hey, like this job. Pizza party. High five. <laughs> Jean, Jean day. Yeah, Jean day. It is, it is almost Friday. Too. Hey, you guys can wear sneakers at work now. Ooh. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to go ahead and come in on Saturday. Fuck. That would be great. <laughs> so a little more housekeeping stuff before we dive in. We also have a Patreon. As many of you know, uh, you can support us, help us keep going strong. You know, as you have noticed, probably we this is our third movie in a row. We usually try to break them up with mini bites, but we are digging in and we are really going for it. So Patreon support means a ton. Uh, You can hear some behind the scenes chats. We've been talking about a ton of stuff today. We're going to talk more about Bill and Ted's after the episode is over. And for 10 bucks, you get to be the best of the best. Uh You get to get mentioned on every episode. So here's our favorite people that are $10 tier members. Dane, Joel, Tony B, Jordan, like Zordon, I like saying that. (laughs) Nick Marula, Joseph Kenziuk. Alicia, Camden Griffith, Francisco Rivera, Cameron J, Kirlana, and Nick Fulkerson. We freaking love you guys. Thanks God, so just, much. Those are like, are those not your favorite names in the entire world? I, I, I don't think if I were to have whatever, 10 children, I think those would be their names. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Like a, or like a litter of puppies even. Like yes. it's something better than That's kids. What I you thought. Know? Yeah. Love it. Thank well, you guys so much. <laughs> And we also have one other way you can get in touch with us if you're enjoying or hating the show, whatever. We also have a voicemail. It is 319-804-9596. Yes. And uh, we got another voicemail to play for you guys. Check this one out. Hey, what's up? I just listened to The Breakfast Club, my first foray into uh, your podcast, because I found you guys on TikTok. It was a very adept analysis. That's definitely top five of all time for me. You guys should look at some... Some older hits, like the the OG Batmans, like the Tim Burton Batman. OG Batman, for sure. I don't know yeah. if you've ever seen it, but it's a movie called The Page Master. It has oh, Macaulay yeah, Culkin. Uh, this was right after, you know, first or second Home Alone. Very weird niche movie I don't think a lot of people have seen or even know about, really. Um, the only reason I do is because it's based on a book and we read it in school. Um but I like the movie a lot. I liked it as a kid. Um, but I am enjoying the content. It's keeping me busy at work. Keep it up. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fucking thank you for sending that voice. Those are actually great uh, suggestions. Yes. Yeah. Page Master, I actually have never seen, but I I, I've, I can see the VHS cover totally. in my mind. 
and I'm totally down yeah. to cover that bullshit. OG Batman. Oh, he we, must, ha- he, we have to. He yeah. must be talking about Val Kilmer or George Clooney. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no, like, no, he's he, talking about the, the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, the, right, right. The, OG. The, yeah, the OG stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're very knowledgeable. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You mean the one with Joker, the Heath Ledger? Remember, oh, yeah. he, remember he died on that oh, one? My God, oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's crazy. That's so crazy. Now, we will definitely be doing 89 Batman, 100%. Yeah. I'm a huge Batman fan, and uh, that was my lifeblood when I was a kid. Agreed, so. man. Oh, my God. Agreed. We, we, we could have so much conversation on the Batmans alone. Yeah. Like, it, it, yeah, that would be so good. Yeah. So, and, and that's another way, if you like to g- give us some suggestions on movies we should tackle. I mean, there are so many great movies out there that we're going to hit at some point, but if you want to be the one to tell us about it, give us a call, 319-804-9596. Yeah. And speaking of awesome ways to use a telephone, it's time to introduce today's movie topic. We are going to discuss one of the most popular movies of that transitional period from the late 80s to the early 90s, a movie that taught us to love history, that music will save the world someday, and that your dad might marry a girl you went to high school with. Woo. We are, of course, talking about 1989's and only hope. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> But oh, before yeah. we but before we get started, as always, we like to set the mood, set the tone. So Sean takes over, gives us all the pertinent and important background info that we need to know. Produced by you're gonna like these names, by the way. These uh, uh, this week, by the way, you guys, Scott Krump, <laughs> Michael S. Murphy, and Joel Soyelson. <laughs> Written by Chris Matheson, Richard Matheson's son. Richard Matheson is an author of like I Am Legend and everything like oh, that, wow. uh, horror horror novels. And uh, Richard Matheson and Ed Solomon. Music by David Newman. Cinematography by Tim Susterstedt. Directed by Stephen Herrick of Critters fame, of Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead fame, of Mighty Ducks fame, of Rockstar, I put Rickstar, I'm going to make that (laughs) movie now, Uh, Man of the House, Afterlife of the Party is Filming, starring (laughs) Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, George Carlin, Terry Camilleri, Dan Shore, Tony Steedman, Rod Loomis, Jane Weedlin, Robert V. Barron, Clifford David, Bernie Casey, and Amy Soch. Uh, I wanted to get literally all of like the the cast of the uh, phone booth in there, so that's pretty much all. Makes of them. sense. <laughs> the screenplay, written by Ed Solomon and Chris Matheson in early '87, was, was originally stand-up comedy routine the pair had performed in college. The director Herrick said the script was laugh out loud funny, but also said it could either be a huge flop or huge success. Warner Brothers was originally on board, but couldn't figure out how to find how to fund it. Uh, Dino De Laurentiis of DEG ultimately picked the film up. Originally, the script was called Bill and Ted's Time Van, but they thought it was too close to Back <laughs> to the Future. Definitely. Although, although they were not aware that a phone booth was pretty close to Doctor Who as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Another detail of the script originally had the pair end up in Nazi Germany and take Adolf Hitler back to San <laughs> to see what he thought of it. It's, it just goes to show you movies tend to make a lot of revisions until they <laughs> yeah. end up on their final script. It's like, that's crazy. Let's not do it. <laughs> Polly Shore, River Phoenix, Sean Penn, and then and, and, and a then up and coming Brendan Fraser auditioned for Bill. Actually, the Brendan Fraser is a rumor, and he actually confirmed that it was untrue on uh, Sway's podcast. So, oh. I, I just wanted to bring it up right. just because I want people to envision him in the, in one of these roles. Yeah, kind of want, for I Bill. want that. Yeah, I mean, kind of. Didn't they say too that Keanu and Alex auditioned for the opposite part? That's right. Initially, that's yeah. I think they I think yeah. they said that that's also untrue. Okay. Oh. Um, 
I, I read an article where uh, uh, Alex Winter was like, yeah, that's actually, uh, we, we read for our parts, and uh, it, I don't know where that rumor got started or something like I that. I just started it. Cool. Nice job, man. Good one. I'm going to cut. I'm going to cut you saying. I, I'm going to cut it out. <laughs> you said that is not true. It's the power of editing. Continue. Reeves was one of the first to audition for Ted, and Herrick knew almost immediately that he'd be casting him. Yes. Reeves and Winter arrived to do chemistry tests and found out they had a lot in common, including bass guitar and motorcycles. The two based some of their character characteristics, uh, musings, and mannerisms on Peter Sellers and Spike Mulligan. Peter Sellers are uh, like huge, great performer back in the day. Uh, in some Stanley Kubrick movies, and also just like a, a he did the original Pink Panther uh, oh, okay. back in like the sixties and stuff like mm. that. The original intention for the character of Rufus was for it to be played by Eddie Van Halen, but the budget oh. of the film wouldn't allow it. The producers of the film were working an, were working on another film called Outrageous Fortune, which co-starred George Carlin, so he was cast. Which mm. was kind of a bummer to me to find out that that's why, because it, like this this whole thing being based on uh, like an improv routine yeah, or like right, a, right. A, a play that these guys, the stand-up routine that these guys did was like, yeah, let's, let's ask George Carlin and maybe he'll do it. And like, I was hoping for like a, you know, just like, mm. oh, my hero said yes to our script, yes. you know. The film was shot for $8.5 million on 10-week schedule, including two weeks in Italy. The film was mostly shot around the Phoenix, Arizona area. The original cut of the film was two hours and 25 minutes long. Holy shit. Good God. <laughs> the original film included a musical scene, including Bill and Ted playing air guitar as they give their presentation, having Kenny Ortega of Hocus Pocus fame uh, choreograph the scene. Okay. Uh, he directed Hocus Pocus. Uh, the picture was planned for a 1988 release, but DEG, Dino De Laurentiis, went bankrupt, and so the film had to wait until 1989 when it ended up with Nelson Entertainment and Orion Pictures. The film earned $40.4 million domestically when it came out on February 17th, 1989, and spawned two sequels. And like cartoons yep. and uh, video, video, game. game. video games. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Cultural phenomenon. Have you, guys, have you guys seen the, the new one yet at all? Yes. You have? I haven't. I, haven't I did not it. watch the new one yet. I haven't seen it yet. Maybe we will make a pack to watch it, and we'll talk about it on a Patreon. Probably. I like that. Look at that. Boom. Well, next, you know, we'd like to give the audience a little insight into what we thought about the movie the first time we saw it. So this is my choice, but also I need to point out this was voted upon by our Patreon members that the, the top tier gets to vote. Yeah. We usually throw out a bunch we're thinking about, and they, they pick this one, which is a fantastic choice. So mm -hmm. this was definitely a VHS rental for me, um, but I know we illegally definitely downloaded it, or not downloaded it, but, you know, there used to be this thing where you could record on oh, a yeah. VHS step. You know what I mean. Absolutely. Illegal download. Yeah. Uh, so we recorded it off <laughs> television. I mean, such such a fun movie. I didn't always understand the humor or what was happening. Like my dad, my dad would laugh at all these jokes. I, I know this is a common theme yeah. where I would then laugh, but I didn't know why I was laughing. Uh, so, I mean, like I knew I liked the movie, though, especially the water slide montage. He's water slide fans. <laughs> yeah. So so for me, it was just like a good movie. I had other movies that I, that were better than this, but this was just a straight seven for me. Loved it as a kid. Nice. Sean, what about you, man? Um, you know, like the first time that I watched this, um, I, like I couldn't, I, it was hard to recall a lot of things, uh, to be honest. And uh, to be even more honest, the first time I saw this was a week ago. Oh, oh no. no! Oh no! Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Wait, wait, Okay, cool. We finally did it. We finally found a movie that Sean has not seen. Dude. You've not seen this movie? I have not seen it. 
I, it's like a movie because I, I know it exists. It's like a huge cultural phenomenon and everything. It's like not seeing Jaws, really. Or, or Goonies. I mean, there or are Goonies. people that have not seen Goonies. I can't believe that. And I'm, I'm so sorry. Okay. No, this and is fine. I will, I, will, I will walk out of here if you want. No, no I've no. done. I, I had not seen your favorite movie over the top. This is my favorite movie, yes. <laughs> and I have not seen it. Um, in fact, two of the movies you guys chose I have not seen. That's so true. I, I can't really give a rating. I'm, I'm just, I'm so, I was either going to lie no. or not. <laughs> nope. And this I'm, is okay. I am, I am transparent on this show. Mm. But there, there is this a caveat. Is, we have not gotten there yet, and we've decided that the show will not happen if two of us have not seen it. AJ, have you seen the movie? I'm really sorry, guys. I... I have seen it. Yes. <laughs> I have oh, seen the it. episode was almost over. <laughs> oh man. I can't believe it, man. Like I just like it I was like I started I'm like I don't know any of this no. shit. It's like it was like Wedding Singer if you go back to our episode. Yeah. I just never I just never saw it. Yeah. It's not that I had an agenda against it. I just never had the opportunity exactly. to see it. Right. Yeah. I never watched this movie on purpose. I always was sitting by the wayside well outside the realm of like being able to watch easily while my brothers watched it. Mm. This is always being watched by my brothers. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, a lot of the time, I just didn't get it. No. I no. was like, I don't care. <laughs> so, but, but I was like, like, there were parts of it that was really funny. And I will say this, that actually I remember a lot more of Bogus Journey okay. than, I, than I do Excellent Adventure. Now, that being said, um, I do – I. I was like, oh, is this the one with, like, their duplicates? And then I got scared at one point in this movie, by <laughs> of the course. way. I was like, no, this can't be that one. No, it did come back around, and then, I, and then every time little things would happen, I'd get these sparks again, you know? Uh, I, I think there was another movie I talked about where it's just like all these little sparks happen that trigger this nostalgic, you know, pressure point or whatever. I enjoyed it, I think, but I think for myself... I'm probably just going to say I was pretty indifferent about it. So I'm going to give it a 4.5 as a kid. Wow. Well, and, and yeah. there we well, that's why huh. it's kind of nice to have some. I mean, I am older than you guys. So this movie, when it did come out, I I would have seen it right away. You yeah. know, where, where you guys weren't even born yet. So it's it, it, you become <laughs> the second generation of people to yeah. watch it where it, you just someone's got to introduce it to you. Right. And if it's not this cultural thing that you saw growing up, it's like, oh, whatever. Yeah. Good movie. Yeah. So before we do anything else, though, AJ hooks us up, which I think is one of the most important things we talk about here is what is what the critics thought about it, what the fans thought about it, what the ratings were when this movie came out. Uh, it really helps us set the tone for when we go scene by scene. AJ, what'd you find for us? I found some interesting tidbits in here. Um, but of course we have to start where guys, the tomato meter. Hey, Absolutely. All right. did you say it at home? They say it at home. They <laughs> said it at home. I don't rely on you guys at all. I heard him. Um, <laughs> Bill and Ted's excellent adventure on the tomato meter is actually an 81% on the tomato. Dang. Last meter. week was a nine. So this is better. <laughs> so 81 is a little better. A little bit of a different swing on the meter here. Uh, um, and it is certified fresh. Um, about on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. Certified fresh, uh, 81%. Um, audience score uh, is 75%. So that's one of those rare ones where the audience actually likes it a little less than the critics. Right. Weird. Very strange. Kind of weird, right? Yeah. Now, if we swing on over to uh, IMDb, uh, then you have just normal reviews at 7 
just okay. a 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10. Okay. Um, and since I've been adding Metascore in, this is just a 50 out of 100 for Metascore. <laughs> so that's completely, uh, like, that's, that's a, I would consider a bit of a far cry from where the tomato meter was yeah, for critical definitely. reviews. So really all over the place, um, except, you know, audiences are pretty in line. So critical reviews, let's get a couple of those. Uh, 4 out of 5. Some movies are irresistible junk food for the brain. Short, sweet, and so entertaining, you want to watch them over and over again. This is one of them. Uh-huh. Uh, 83, this is the AV Club, which AV Club actually does a lot of great reviews. There are mo- multiple reasons why Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is such an entertaining movie, even now. Uh, but the biggest is that uh, Matheson, Solomon, and director Stephen Herrick found the perfect Bill and Ted in Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves. Two young actors with just the right boyish energy. Mm-hmm. 83 I, out of 100. Yeah, I'm down nice. with that. Right. This one's pretty short and sweet. Mike Clark at USA Today said, wow, dudes, putrid. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. <laughs> 25 out of 100. <laughs> wow. Um, there's a lot of, like, just middle of the pack in this, in this movie, though. If the director, Stephen Herrick, has any talent for comedy, it's not visible here. I would crack one to that, too, Sean. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, <laughs> All right, last last critical. The New York Times meant to be funny, but it only swells the sinus passages. It is a painfully inept comedy. <laughs> this is a three out of ten stars in IMDb. Maybe a fun time back in 1989. Um, cool, you got your rhyme in. Pa- <laughs> <laughs> I'm a poet. Didn't know it. <laughs> uh, Pander 09, August 28th of 2020. So he was in the thick of some real tough times. So I'm not going to hold this one against him. Absolutely not. Um, I love movies from the 80s and 90s, but I thought this I thought this movie was utterly stupid. I know it's not meant to be a serious movie, of course, but I didn't laugh once and it was riddled with plot holes and ridiculous storytelling. So oh. sorry. <laughs> Maybe I should have seen back seen it back when it first came out because I don't get the type. There's a lot of spelling errors in well, clearly, that review. This person's an idiot, <laughs> so trying, it's fine. I was trying to get through it. I apologize. You must have written it and watched the movie while having COVID because I, how like at a time like this, <laughs> at a time like especially when we're deep into it in it, August yeah, 2020, yeah. like how how was like this just it's just joy. Yeah, it's Stranger Things. It, it's it's literally zebra cakes from Little Debbie. <laughs> just just let, everyone loves them. Just let it happen to you yeah you know just let it wash over you like like little debbies it's motherfucking (laughs) a glass bottle of wild cherry uh clearly canadian yes that's what it is clearly that's it it is beautiful refreshing (laughs) (laughs) all right i got one more for you it's a high c jammer (laughs) for fuck's sake it's fucking ecto cooler bro (laughs) it's a god it's a goddamn hugs barrel it's next week next week week. sorry oh oh, sorry we'll get there Little, uh, little precursor there, foreshadowing. <laughs> One out of ten stars. Truly awful film by Smeliton uh, on June thirtieth, twenty ten. After watching this film, I am left wondering how on earth did Keanu Reeves have an acting career after this? Not only is the acting so bad, the story, but the storyline so appalling. Most films like this, I try to go along with the corny and silly nature of them, but I couldn't squeeze an ounce of fun out of this film. The script sounds like it was written either by a stoner or someone on the verge of becoming a vegetable. Yeah, no shit. And Keanu Reeves, previously mentioned awful acting, was excruciating and was probably on par with an enthusiastic actor in a school production. Well... 
He almost got that right. <laughs> I, I, I think this is Keanu's best role. <laughs> <laughs> the only good part of this film that I got a laugh out of was Napoleon, who has played very well with the good comic timing and genuine humor that was missing from this for most of this film. <laughs> By the way, I was forced to watch this in a high school history lesson, so I'm genuinely sorry if I'm shitting on one of your favorite childhood movies. Oh, well. At least you have the decency to apologize. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, like, how do you know that that was good acting for Napoleon? You know, yeah. we didn't. We don't know who Napoleon was. No. Maybe it was a terrible portrayal. He yeah. was a short dead dude. He did yeah. a good job of that. It's, yeah. a, it's a cover of another person. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like it's, it Rami Malek playing uh, <laughs> Freddie Mercury. Mercury. It's a cover. <laughs> he's just he's, doing a co- He's just doing a cover of a of a yeah. man. Yeah, <laughs> but we don't even know like we don't have we don't have history tellings of his his mannerisms and what he did, you know? Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. Like, how did how did Daniel Day-Lewis even come up with anything for Abraham Lincoln? How did Abraham Lincoln in this movie even come up with anything for Abraham Lincoln? Yeah, exactly. Boom. Uh, Questions we need answers to, guys. I do need an Oscar as well. So, <laughs> so there it is. There's all. There's our review reviews for uh, from the critics and the fans alike. Well, well, thanks AJ for doing that. But thank bef- you AJ. <laughs> you guys are welcome. I wrote that to said thank AJ. <laughs> yeah, because I thank Sean last week. I, wrote and not you. Too. I just kind of remembered him. <laughs> thanks, thanks for thanks for thanking of me. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Well, everybody, before we get started with the full breakdown of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, I wanted to break down the fourth wall and give you a look into how I personally prepare for each episode. Whoa. I know. When I sit down to rewatch these classical movies, I have three things with me. My cat in my lap, my notepad, and a glass of whiskey. The whiskey is probably the most important thing here in this whole list. These classic movies are so warm and nostalgic. I mean, that's why we love them and why we're here to celebrate them, right? So whiskey does the exact same thing to me. Being from Iowa, there's only one choice for all things whiskey, and that is Cedar Ridge Distillery. From their flagship bourbon, quintessential American single malt, and even their collaboration with Slipknot, another Iowa staple, you can't go wrong with this Midwestern brand. All of our local fans likely already know about the number one selling bourbon in the state of Iowa, but some of our listeners from the rest of the country maybe haven't heard of them yet. That is all about to change since Cedar Ridge is growing and expanding like crazy, especially after winning Distillery of the Year in 2017. So it makes complete sense that one of the fastest growing podcasts in America is working with one of the fastest growing whiskey distilleries. Yeah. Whiskey distilleries. Whiskey distilleries (laughs) in America. I've had too much whiskey tonight, you guys. (laughs) If you're in Iowa, pick up a bottle today and support this amazing local company that is supporting our podcast. If you're anywhere else and you're a whiskey fan or if you have a person in your life who loves whiskey, look them up. Find out where you can get a bottle. You can order it online and have it delivered straight to your house. Or you can pester your local retailers to order you some. Do yourself a favor. Click the link in the show notes to find out more. CedarRidgeWhiskey.com. Do it. You'll not be disappointed. What's that website, Mike? CedarRidgeWhiskey.com. What's that website, AJ? CedarRidgeWhiskey.com. See my CedarRidgeWhiskey.com. Look at it. Well, boys, what do you say? We find an old phone booth, grab the Circuits of Time directory, dial up this week's movie, and reach out and touch someone. We need to sober up first, but yes, I will do that. Here we go. So our story starts in San Dimas, California in 1988. Two dim-witted high school students named Bill and Ted are playing guitar together as a practice for their band called Wild Stallions. They then head to school where they learn the news that if they don't get an A-plus on their history report, they will fail history. 
This failing grade will kick Ted out of school, and his strict policeman dad will be sending him to an Alaskan military school. In the year 2688, we learn that Bill and Ted's music has saved the world and brought peace and harmony to the galaxy. The people of the future send a man named Rufus back in time to help them with their history report. Classic. I mean, dude, <laughs> you you, I mean, the, you were getting vibes. Like, the intro started. You're like, oh, fuck it. Oh, my God. Well, the first thing I thought of when the intro started was, that looks exactly like the Independence Day beam opening up. It kind of does, like those triangles it? coming apart, and then it's like, oh, how beautiful, and then destruction. Yes. What was coming out of there anyway? I know for a fact that this, this movie has to be riddled with just tons of butt poop pee-pee jokes <laughs> penis jokes oh no it, it, it is it is there's like, a lot of phallic there's things a lot of things this. that happen <laughs> a lot uh, of Freudian slips yes. that's right yes. thank you and, but no this is definitely some sort of like elaborate poop joke <laughs> like this is what that is that is some sort of like oh yeah this is getting pooped out of whatever the ceiling is it's just like the writer's like okay so we're going to open the movie up. That's a purple star opening up to a gold nugget. Like we're going to open the movie up with a spaceship <laughs> pooping out something. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. Yes. That's, the, the director, Herrick's like, yeah, man, that sounds dope. As long as there's a dope-ass song behind it. And there was. <laughs> yeah. Some of this soundtrack is just incredible to me, and I'm sure we'll get to it. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, it's so fucking transitional opposed, from the 80s to the 90s. It you know? so is. As opposed to last week's episode where I'm just, I like literally thought I got cancer from the music. <laughs> It ha- dude, it happens. Uh, it, ha- it does. It's a medical <laughs> phenomenon. I'm sorry, guys. That sucks. <laughs> dude, Beethoven in the movie. Um, oh, deep cut. <laughs> he, uh, no, it, 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 you're right. It, it's good. Like, it's it's almost to the point where it's like 80s really cheesy where I'm like, I want to not have this happen. But then, like, the course has happened. like, oh, okay. Cool. I can't it's break away. Hip. It's, it's cool. like the perfect ending to where, where it sends it back to him. Yeah, I want to work out to it, dude. So how good is is George Carlin as Rufus, though? So good. Like, even just that intro dialogue. I yeah. mean, he is, to me, he is Rufus. Yeah. I mean, he he is the character of Rufus. I can't imagine anybody else playing him, maybe except Rick Moranis. But, like, he, he definitely <laughs> Rick, does. Rick can be I'm an Lord and Savior, Rick Moranis. <laughs> Someday we will get to talk about Rick Moranis. <laughs> he definitely is, like... And in a movie like this, where I, like right away, I'm just like I'm in on the joke because it's because it's George Carlin, yes. stand-up comedian, and he's telling he's telling us everything we need to know, which is just like an exposition dump right away yes. to set the movie up. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. No, well, it, this is what the movie's going to be, and the movie knows that it's like this. Yeah, and that's what's great about it. So I know I know we already one. I had to ask you this, Mike, uh, before we got too far away from the intro. How did this stack up against the worst one ever, Speed, uh, which is also another Keanu Reeves movie? Yeah, a Speed being the worst intro of all time right right uh this one this one is still better than speed okay only because like we're we're sort of advancing the story kind of right i mean this is going to turn into a phone booth and yeah and then we're like oh this is a phone booth and there's these people that are floating in the air all right cool and the music's good otherwise like pretty lame need i remind you right now okay need i remind you come on dude no. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I will stand by this. I, I, I will stand by this for the rest of my life. I hate that intro. Was that an elevator? No, it's just a, I don't know. It's a car driving by. Something. <laughs> the, these guys, yeah, the, the soundtrack to this is like, 
they knew they knew what the formula was in like 1985, 86, 87 for for hit music, right? Mm-hmm. But then just like many trends, let, let's 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 pretend like this is the new metal trend of like the early 2000s. Sick. The the first the so first by Cedar Ridge. Yes, correct. The first people that did it, like it was so raw and it was so dope. But then everyone that came around afterwards was just trying to imitate right. that rawness, yeah. which is what the late 80s were. So every every band in this soundtrack. It sounds like an 80s song, but you have no clue who they are because it's extra cheesy. Yeah. It's over the top produced, and they never made it because yeah. the because the fads were dying. We were we we're getting close into grunge at this point. Yeah, you know? that's so true. you're on the so back yeah. end of that that fad. It yeah. fits perfect. It's just you just don't know who the artists are. Use that formula, will. you'll get something <laughs> catchy, and it is. Well, we'll talk about the best song of all time coming up later. 100%. Oh, okay. One of my favorite things is how dumb. Ted, like they set the stage on Ted right away, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In these, in all of these opening scenes, there's some classic moments from Ted, like when they're practicing in the garage. He goes, "Dude, Bill's like, dude, we're late." And he's like, "For what? Yeah. <laughs> For school? For school, man? Oh, yeah." <laughs> and then, I mean, and like some of the classic things, like uh, uh, Ted, who is Joan of Arc? Noah's wife. I mean, yeah. literally <laughs> something that went right the fuck over my head yeah. as a kid because you're like. Yeah, right. It is Noah's yeah. wife. Why are they laughing? The Ark. Yeah, I got Joan it. Joan of the Ark. Like, why are we? Why are we laughing at Ted here at this point? <laughs> this is one of those things that, like, a lot of this dialogue. And by the way, a lot of this movie is really, really smart and it's historically so smart. accurate. Yes. Actually, yeah. Um, and then on top of that, the comedy is is very smart disguised as stupid. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so it's brilliant. That's that is that's that's proper writing it's a great way to put it you know it's it's smart comedy disguised as stupid well, you know like they're walking out of class and mr ryan stops him and he's like well what have you learned and, and ted all he's doing is looking at the blackboard behind him and he, and he says he goes genghis khan joan of arc socratic method like, socratic method. Yeah, which he should have said socrates but he said he just said in parentheses socratic method and he thought that was a person named so i mean that's just it's it's so genius where some of the stuff you don't have to care about as a kid mm-hmm. but like the adults are just probably laughing their ass off at this point which my dad totally was at all these moments which by the way that blackboard had every single person that they picked up yes. in the film on it yes. too and right. like which maybe come to like come to the realization that they subconsciously absorb some things yes because that those are the people they kind of chose right to to go and get yeah or uh, i'm not sure like the actually that's my question later like how did they choose the how years they to choose go them, to right and, yeah but mm-hmm. but still like that's a cool thing that's a cool foreshadow and it's not you know this movie's thinking well doesn't, you know? doesn't it also beg the question of like were they really good at other classes like were they not failing other classes true why is it? Why is yeah, it just is this it history, just history class, right? Yeah. That, that, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so maybe they were smart at other things. I I, I, I don't know. Like, I have to imagine that, like, maybe it was just things that they could like fudge their way through. Yeah. Even even in like even if you're doing like basic math classes, you can get the answers from somebody else. You know what I mean? Like or like, whatever it happens to be. Completely. You can you can kind of like make it up as you go along, but but if you just don't do the work in your history class because you're simply not paying attention, yes. I guess that's yeah, maybe that's it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm trying really hard here, guys. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. I mean, like we're trying to get really deep on this. It's like, no, it's just a fucking movie. Dude. I'm digging. <laughs> I like uh and to go back to the beginning scene where they're kind of jamming with each other and not playing well at all and it's kind of cool to like it's kind of cool and refreshing to have like these friends who want to be in a band but they both 
are like just beginning. That's like where it starts though. Yes, like they can get the, good together and I'm like really excited in, for them, you know, in the garage, man. I mean, yeah. That, that's and, how it was back then. And there's like shooting a video. I love, I love their back and forth. It's like we need to make, we need to get Eddie Van Halen <laughs> to play guitar for it. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that this is, this is another part of that brilliance. They're talking about the classic philosophical, like chicken or the egg came first <laughs> yes. kind of a thing. Yes. And they're putting their own spin on it. And I think it's disguised really well, especially, especially if you're a kid watching this. Yeah. Well, we need to get Eddie Van Halen on the guitar. And he's like, well, we, that's why we need to shoot a super awesome a music triumphant, video. Triumphant a video. triumphant music video. <laughs> yes. Most triumphant. Most triumphant video. <laughs> but we can't shoot a video if we don't know how to play. If we don't know how to play. Which we, is why we need Eddie Van Halen. Exactly. I just, I just love how they convince themselves of everything. Like, it's so fun to watch these guys. They Dude. don't even get, they don't get into an argument hardly at all. They're just no. like, they, they're so understanding of each other. They just other. go into a circle and they have this hive mind that's just them two. Yeah, yeah. I, I love I love speaking of that scene when Bill's like, I'm Bill S. Preston, Esquire. And then Ted's holding camera and he goes, and I'm, and I'm Ted. Oh, wait. You <laughs> like he's, hold the he's camera. holding the camera. He's like, oh, I got to get in front of the camera. Because they've practiced that intro so many times <laughs> that it was just second nature for him to just be like, and I'm Ted. D. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> I also love how they like are filming themselves. They have like the RC cables going yes. into the TV so they can see it. But like it also, once they show it on the TV, it gets that like weird triple quad Drupal, yeah. you know, image going on it, and yeah. that's like something that I did as a kid too. It's Completely, like, just film yourself so you can watch and like make sure you're not being weird and yeah. stuff. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Perform cool, right? well. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Mr. Uh, Mr. Ryan and everything, Bernie Bernie Casey yes, is man. the actor, and I love him as an actor. What, what do you think of him first, Dan? Uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Yes, totally. Yeah, he's he's uh, the head of the Tri Lambda. Uh, fraternity, mm. which is an all black fraternity. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, is, that the nerds get themselves into. Yes. <laughs> but he's so, he's such a great, like, authority figure. He was in a Bond movie, too. He was in, like, a couple different things, but he's this great, like, authority figure that's also very warm. Cause I feel like in almost every role he plays that I really can think of, he's like this, like, no, I want you to succeed, but yeah. I want it to be done the right way. You know, that kind of a thing. I love his presence. Like, you see him standing at the front of that classroom, and he just looks like dressed to the nines, and he's just sharp and cool, <laughs> yes. and you're just like, that's the guy I respect. Yep. Yeah, that's the cool teacher here, I bet, kind of. You know what he I mean? He pushes him kind of hard, but right. yeah, he's cool because they actually learn something from him kind yeah, of yeah. thing. Yeah, exactly. So. I'll, I'll give him that because this is maybe kind of before they, they knew that, like, uh, Learning disabilities were really a thing, so I'll, I'll, I'll give him that. Yeah, give him that? he could he could give like some 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 like help here and there, but maybe not single amount. He's given him a, he's given him a, a night to do this. Yeah, I'm like come on, it's dude, help us out then. Like we're, obviously we don't give a shit about any of this. Obviously, like we have trouble learning. I'm not talking from experience. <laughs> I maybe I maybe took the same course of the same course of history three times in a row for no reason. I am not. I'm just not from experience. I'm not mad. Now we yeah. know why you didn't watch this. I'm movie. not mad. Yeah, yeah. You know what? We never did watch this in history. That's probably why I didn't watch. That's there you go. Actually, probably I didn't learn history and and nor watch this movie. Well, here's an interesting thing. So Alex Winter, who played Bill, he said that he gets two types of letters from teachers. <laughs> he gets positive ones from history teachers, which encourage students to learn about history, which makes sense because oh, like it's it, totally it does make it super exciting like okay. oh if we could actually watch a movie to learn more about stuff okay cool but he also gets negative ones from english teachers for affecting the way students speak oh my god <laughs> which is so fucking true because i still to this day 
don't know is it Socrates or Socrates? Right. Like so, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I have trouble coming up with how to pronounce that word yeah. because of this movie. <laughs> I, I can't look at I can't look at Beethoven without Dude. saying Beethoven. <laughs> I can't yeah. do it anymore. Bo- Bob Genghis Khan. Beethoven. Beethoven. Sigmund Freud. Sigmund Freud. You can call me Ziggy. People call me Siggy. <laughs> uh, that Mr. Ryan also had a great thing there at the end of that scene where he goes, so far, all you've learned is that Caesar is a salad is a, dressing is, dude. Is a salad dressing dude. So I used to think he said solid dressing dude. Oh, okay, yeah. But he definitely says salad oh, dressing. Salad. <laughs> Caesar is a salad dressing dude. Yeah. The famous Amos has good cookies. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and dude, I've, if I was in uh, like a history class like a serious like that, like with that, with that authority figure, but kind of the cool teacher, like you said, um, if I was in a class like that with my friend, we would be separated so fast, especially that kind of thing. Like, uh, like my best friend, like this, like one of you guys or something like just like that hive mind was like, we just cannot take anything seriously. <laughs> We'd be out of there so fast. You totally blew it, dude. Exactly. <laughs> Ted, stand up. <laughs> so I got to take us into a little bit of a, a continuity uh, questionnaire, if you will. But it's really just the overarching question that I have. And this is my question with a lot of things. This is kind of goes even back to like back to the future, which kind of set the stage for time travel and all this stuff. How many times does George Carlin have to go back in time then to be able to accomplish this? My big thing is I feel like he talks about it like he's got to do this almost like on a regular basis. I don't know. I I, th- I don't think they cared too much about, you know, like when you talk about Back to the Future yeah. or like <laughs> yeah. or Inception or like Interstellar, like they really they really gave it some thought on, okay, this needs to be like what we think of quantum physics and how we think right. it would work. But at the same time, I've tried to think about it too. And it's just like, I don't think th- there are some things that, again, that we will talk about later that you're, that I think you're kind of getting at that, yeah. that make a little more sense if you, if you think about it that way. But yeah, it's hard to tell if, if this is just a reoccurring thing or not. Yeah. Like, I feel like this is just like Rufus's job that he has in this, like, in this, like, what, 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 what is like it? Mr. Meeseeks. Yeah. yeah. This is my only purpose. This is all I do. Uh, ah, Jerry. All right. Have fun. Have fun out there, Rufus. You'll see you later again. Yeah. I, I actually don't. I, I'm going to go on record and say, no, this is, this happened one time. Okay. Okay. And so I think we can explain it a little later. Later. Okay. Yeah. I think so. I okay. think they put like the right amount of thought into this script correct <laughs> and the time travel anyway like the dialogue is obviously solid but then like the time travel aspect is like but some of it really works just enough <laughs> yeah just enough <laughs> but why is it now all of a sudden he has to yeah right like that's that's the other shouldn't big this question. have already happened i mean right because like why does it now happen what has changed what changed okay right and so if that's the case and he has to go back and keep it from happening but that is in fact like he changed the course of history so something because back to the future they went back and yeah. then altered time which right. now they have to figure out how to make up for it. right but so but had they not gone back in time, life would have just continued. Yeah. So, so was it, this a thing where, yeah, is that's it, weird. Is this just strictly an alternate timeline that Rufus is like, cool, I want this timeline to happen. We're going to change what 
that it, you oh, know, man. So we I'm could sorry. be here for. Yeah, we could, I don't think we could. I just go. had to no, present my thoughts. I'm I, so sorry. I appreciate that. No, I like. I literally never think about anything. Yeah. Like, it, it, I'm just like yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Exactly. At some at some point, you have to sit back unless unless it is a movie that is very trying to be like this yeah. is as, this is as close it's as possible about as you get. Time travel. Yeah. Yes, you really just sit back and go cool. Fair enough. <laughs> no, I, sure. no, I appreciate that though. I like that. I, I just don't think about those things. Why is he have to do? it right now why does it because <laughs> hey, that's can... where the movie's happening that's how that's why the movie's going on yeah. let's get the producer to turn off aj's mic here thank you very much <laughs> great thanks <laughs> but the budget yeah <laughs> but the bu- so clarence clemens yes you guys from the e street band is is the head like oh yeah yeah uh, the, alien the, the center the centermost yeah. future dude yeah. yes yeah. <laughs> i was like whoa that is clarence i, I like as one of my favorite Christmas songs of all time, dude, dude. and like the solo on Born to Run, like yep. that's that's him. It's incredible. And yeah, the a very springy Christmas. Yes, I think that's what it Santa is. Santa Claus is coming to town. Like it's right. Like as soon as it begins, he's like, "You, you doing good, Clarence? You've been you been good. <laughs> been saving up for that new saxophone." I'm like, like, "Damn, oh, that's Clarence. Shit, that's him." My dad was like obsessed with Clar- Clarence Clemens, and I don't know why. And uh, he had a few lines. It is time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good line. Excellent. We always have the uh, the whole classic conversation of, okay, what about today? But if this was done today, could it be a cell phone? Mm. Okay, where like the cell phone just sort of puts you in a, in a thing? And you, like, like, maybe it's like, okay, you guys have to put in these Bluetooth headsets, and then you can... <laughs> and then you, Your AirPods. And we, 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 you pull it up on a smartphone. <laughs> Instead of a phone book, you just like pull it up on your smartphone. I kind of like that. <laughs> like... Because it's like, like well, if cell phones were a thing, you know what I mean? That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, you can look up a certain or like a certain time or something like that. Yeah. Like when a, this event happened and like and go right to it, you know. Were they were was the future people implying that like this is like is this a total mess up to where they're assuming that phone booths are, are going to be around forever? Yeah. Uh, so is it either that where they messed up and like of course phone booths aren't going to be around forever or they're trying 700 years later they're trying to be like what is something that the what? people of 1988 Disguised. will relate to oh a phone booth okay we'll make yeah. one of those with the penis the orange penis that comes through the poop the- we'll make it into a phone booth <laughs> the orange penis that comes through the, <laughs> yeah. the poop the hole, hole. <laughs> yeah. what are you what what is happening in the future that there's orange orange penises <laughs> coming out of poop everything's clean even the dirt is clean they have even nothing the else they have clean. nothing else to do even the dirt holes are clean <laughs> <laughs> even our poop is clean <laughs> oh no uh ted's dad definitely beats him oh. <laughs> I can I can definitely tell that for sure. <laughs> you just want to leave that one there, huh? Yeah. So anyway, uh, <laughs> bad dude, man, Captain Logan. <laughs> but uh, Bill's mom. Hey, nope, not yet. We'll yeah, get there. Okay. We will have a conversation about Missy. Okay. When we move along to scene two, Bill and Ted try studying at Bill's house, but his father and stepmother urge them to go take a dinner break. <laughs> they head to the Circle K, and Rufus lands in front of them in a phone booth that can time tra- travel. He takes them back in time to Austria 1805 to demonstrate the powers of the phone booth. Napoleon Bonaparte is accidentally drawn into the time portal when they return to present-day San Dimas. Rufus leaves them, and they discover Napoleon. Bill gets the idea to go back in time and bring other historical people back with them for the report. Leaving Napoleon with Ted's brother Deacon, they head to the Old West and ancient Greece, befriending Billy the Kid and Socrates. 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 <laughs> we, we had to just yeah. get everybody primed for that. So, yeah. Missy, I mean, Mom. Mom. 
So it's implied <clears throat> that Missy uh, is what three three years older, three or yeah. four, Th- three to four years older than Bill. She is she like legal drinking age even? You know what I mean? Well, she would. We're assuming that they're probably seniors. That Bill and Ted oh, are seniors. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. I yeah. think we could assume that. So that, that means that she's she's twenty one, maybe. Yeah. There's a lot of belts and tucked in polos at the final scene of like presentation stuff. So. Yep. Yeah, those are probably seniors. Yeah. Yeah, this is like their final thesis of their high school oh, right. kind of a thing, okay, maybe. Yeah. But uh, did you notice the grilled cheese from Missy? Yeah, she she comes like in while they're studying. She's burning <laughs> shit. She's still figuring out. She's 21. She's still yeah. figuring out like the housewife stuff. <laughs> brought you guys some snags. Or, yeah, brought you guys some lunch. Whatever. And like, dangerous. Pretty sure. Pretty sure that's how most porno start out too. Yeah, yeah so I'm two not. dudes and that one girl bringing some food. <laughs> you seen it? Stepmom, stepson. Hell yeah! And dude. now they brought her fr- his friend in. This and was this is, well ahead of their time. This, yeah, they they really they had the read on on ph.com apparently. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, like Missy Missy clearly has a thing for older men. Yeah. Like I just got it. Like how? Okay, so she's Bill with Bill's dad, but she's also clearly got some something. Maybe has gone on with Mr. Ryan. Because she goes, oh, Mr. Yeah, Ryan, definitely. tell him I said hi. Yeah. And then later in the movie, she definitely goes, hi. Sucked his dick. Mr. Ryan's like, whoa, you, wow. Yeah. But like, how the fuck did Missy end up with Bill's dad? I don't know. He's a square. You know, um, <laughs> does he have a lot of money? I mean, he is he is like, quote unquote, badass enough or like edgy enough to like kick his son and his friend out of his room that was so he really could cool. fuck in it. Yeah. What? <laughs> That he is, did. Can you imagine? What the fuck? Like, what a power move. Okay, so 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 what's worse? Having your dad uh, basically give you kick you out of the room so he can bang his, his new stepwife in your room. Who who Ted had asked out to prom <sighs> yes. Pro- yeah. like a year ago. Yeah, yeah. Prob- probably on your bed. Or have you basically get evicted from your room so your brothers can set up a business in it? <laughs> <laughs> What's worse? Oh, What's wow. worse? Boy. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be it's got to be your stepmom and your dad, right? I think yeah. that's probably that's worse. That's definitely worse. That's that's like I would, I would feel like weird <laughs> if my friend did that. I would I would be supportive and be like, "You need a room? Go to my room. That's fine. Just you know, take all the sheets with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah just just pull the pull the sheets afterwards. Or I, something. My, my dad wouldn't give a fuck. He'd be like, I'm just I'm just gonna empty out <laughs> on anything, and I don't care. No. But that was very lost. Uh, that was very lost to me as a kid. I don't yeah. remember if you saw this. Like oh. you didn't know what. You're just like, oh, I didn't know okay. What was implied. He's just okay. Whatever. I guess they're gonna probably just like hug. How, however, <laughs> however, however, he he even says something about like Ted says something like Ted's gonna like go, He's going go, for it go in, your own, in your own room, bro. Shut, <laughs> Shut up, Ted. Ted. Shut up, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Ted. He's just like. <laughs> It's just like he doesn't. He's one of those people that he doesn't let anything go to the imagination. He has to say it. You know what I mean? He's he's not gonna let it go for the implication. He's going to say it. You realize I'm upset, right? Yeah. Oh shit, dude. But it goes to show their friendship that, like, I mean, they're immediately fine and they're hanging out at the Circle K. No thoughts about it whatsoever moving forward. Yeah, exactly. My one of my favorite lines of the movie that I will say any day, at any point is. Excuse me, ma'am. When did the Mongols rule China? 
that that that's just so fucking dumb and perfectly placed where yeah. he just he just thinks he can just ask this old lady yeah. when the Mongols ruled China. She must know. Well, 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 I don't know. I just work here. Okay, so so kind of put it put it in that in that perspective of like you're learning in school, right? And so it's kind of like the classic, like, well, you better learn calculus because you'll need it every day of your life. Okay. And it's like, it's like, okay. He's like, well, if I have to learn this and other people, like older he people, because yeah. they've been through this same class that I clearly am going through right now. So this lady must know it must be a simple thing. Hey, when did the Mongols rule China? And she's like, what the, leave me alone. Like, I, why would I know that? And it's like, well, that's weird. Why wouldn't she know that? I, that's true. I, I did read a story that that circle K is still there. Yeah. And, okay. and many fans will flock to it. And the guy that has been working there for like decades said, that's the number one thing people say when they walk in, Oh, cool. they walk in they're like, excuse me, when did the Mongols rule? China? Like, that is so fucking. And he said, he always goes, gee, I don't know. I just work here. Like, thank yeah. you. Thank you for being cool. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's. I mean, I one one of my favorite lines from the movie is like, "There's strange things afoot," and this at the Circle, the Circle K, K dude, dude. it's so good, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just wa- I just want to know, Elon Musk is working on a lot of things. Yes, if he's not working on a phone booth that can take you to any era you want, just by the the touch of a keypad on mm-hmm. in in the in said phone booth, then. I think we should send him to Mars first <laughs> and and see what happens. If he's if he's not like doing the work that the community really needs. That's what we want. To to get everyone's history paper and thesis done, then yeah. then what's why does he even exist? Why why are we giving him money? Put him on the stress test, man. You know, light the fire under him. Yeah. You know, if you send him to Mars, he's going to have to figure it out and just be like, "Oh, and by the way, we blew up your ship. You can't make it back. You better figure out travel, time travel." Space and time travel. Yep. That's it. Thanks. You better figure it out, and you better figure it out exactly That's right. the way it is done in, in Bill and Ted. That's right. Because <laughs> yep. so, I'm sure there's not a better way to do it. No. Well, whatsoever. Obviously, there's not, because there's barely any repercussions to what they do. So apparently, this is the way to fucking do it. Absolutely. Nice. Otherwise, otherwise, you've got this goddamn Ray Bradbury flap of a butterfly's wings bullshit going on that if you change <laughs> one goddamn thing, the entire goddamn universe explodes. I want the Bill and Ted version, Ashton and I can Kutcher. do whatever the hell I want. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's perfect. Yeah, so, I like it. Yeah. My other thing, speaking of time travel, as we say, this must be the perfect way to do it because they just completely throw out absolute disregard for the don't meet your past self rule. Don't do that because you might just like have an aneurysm and uh, they're just like, nope, cool. We're we're (laughs) good. Thanks, dude. Thanks for showing up. And uh, thanks for the advice. I guess that's what it is. Yeah. Right. I. I mean, I definitely agree. I, they're just like, yeah, I don't care. If we were that cool, I would want to meet myself too. I'd be like, dude, fucking when, Sean, what is? Would up, you dog? automatically know it's yourself? Because they have a hard time wondering if that's themselves. I mean, I think they have a hard time like realizing what's actually happening. Okay. Cool. You know, like wait. Oh, oh yeah. okay. And it took the secret password to yeah. figure it out. Exactly. Sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have in my notes uh, sixty nine with exclamation. Sixty nine, so dude. And then a bunch of air guitar. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is PG. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so fucking awesome. But to be fair, like, what the fuck is sixty nine? Well, I don't know. No, what does it even matter? Like, I my my kid brain didn't even fathom that. We, we were saying the word sixty nine for years before ever even knowing what it meant. Yeah. I, I said it, I quoted Billy Madison all of the yeah. time, and, and I'm sure my mom was just like, God damn it, what the fuck? But I you know, no fucking clue what that whatsoever. Yeah. I just learned, I, like, a couple weeks ago what that is. Absolutely, yeah. Not through personal experience. No, 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 you okay. and I. Yes, um, me and you. 
<laughs> Google. Uh, I like this as uh, like a plot device, I guess. I love, I, I like story time in movies. Like I, like I've said on on the show before, where people just sit people down and like tell them a story of like what what happened. This is a story of what's going to happen, but they don't give you every single detail, which is so smart. But they give you like they give you the tidbits like, hey Ted, give my love to the princesses or whatever. Who? Exactly. Yeah, we'll see. It's it's such like wait, wh- and we're the audience is like who you and, know, and that phone booth is full of people, full of people, and you're like what wait. Why is that so crowded? And, and it's just so smart and so like, it's like a it's like a teaser. It's like it's like the uh, the the hill climbing the the roller coaster. Yeah, until okay. you, until you get to that crest and you're like, like whoa, the, here the, it is. The anticipation. Of yes, it, you know? it's so it's such a, a cool plot device to, to like give the audience a little snippet, like what actually what actually is the fuck is going on, and then they go into their adventure and yeah. it's fucking cool. So they go, they go get, they go to uh, see Napoleon for a quick sec just to show off the features, but that causes issues because Napoleon clearly gets blown like a mile through the air <laughs> yeah. to then land in the portal. I still couldn't figure that out. Yeah, why couldn't they just do that with all of them instead of having to like go and like pick them up or grab them and like, like just throw them, them into the portal, yeah, kidnap could, them from their era? Why didn't Rufus show him that trick? The the freaking lightning bolt lasso that just like whips <laughs> them around in there. I don't know, it would have been perfect instead of having to cart them cart them around in the thing obviously you can just tow them yep. along you just tow them along that's, that's it like, so i don't know it's, i think i'm a little disappointed in rufus yeah i always was kind of just like yeah napoleon whatever let's get on to the fun yeah. stuff yeah and i do have some thoughts on napoleon for later but then then like where it really goes down for me is the when they get to the old west for mm-hmm. billy kid yes. like well, for, as you being a first per- time watching this is that when you're like oh shit okay definitely like napoleon was cool and just seeing just seeing like the setup of that yes. and, and like him pawning him off to his brother is really funny is, is as well. Like it's just, <laughs> it's just so like waking up to that would be like, what in the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, once that, once they get to the wild West and it's Billy the kid and it's just, I love Western. So it's yeah, I'm there and they do like all of the, all of the like classic Western tropes as well. Everything. Yeah. And it's it like, think of what they had to do to, Looking back as a kid, you're like, whatever. But there was a lot of action in just that five minutes of movie where yeah, they had to right. they had to arrange like fights and breaking through windows and horses running away. I mean, that yeah. was amazing. Well, it's like one like the the one classic Western trope like you see in every almost like joke commercial for like yeah. a beer or like for like whatever for like a car or one person gets punched and then the whole bar starts fighting <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it happens all the time bars just must not have been a very fun or pleasant place back at <laughs> no. that time which i'm sure they they found out that they're just like oh man they didn't even card us we got to remember this place <laughs> two, like, two beers please two beers please and i love the like grosh bottles with the yes. popper top uh, but but you're just like man bars must, must not have been very fun because you are constantly on edge. You're trying to like bars are a place to relax yes. nowadays. Apparently not ba- back in the day. Back in the day, it was it was where you went to like like let off steam like a goddamn gym or something like fucking just beat somebody That's up. My f- it's my favorite part of Bill and Ted rewatching this is yeah. they never have a, f- a fear in the world. They don't. <laughs> They're in one of the most dangerous times in America. Just just being like, all right, this, oh, is, this is fantastic, this is cool. man. Who do you want to take uh, with us? Three aces. Uh, <laughs> and as soon as as soon as I get there, they're not they're not even thinking about like their tasks. They're like, 
Ted, I'm thirsty. <laughs> Same. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what I would do. Yeah. But exactly. Like, and then when they're when they say we're with you, Mister the Kid, in unison. <laughs> yeah. And one thing I didn't notice until now, when that fight breaks out, they still remain sitting in their chairs. <laughs> Have you noticed that <laughs> they're still holding a beer and cards, watching just fights happen all over the place, just sitting there. The table's gone. Everyone's fighting. And they're just like, wow, this is really amazing. This is like Disney World. It's so cool. I feel like that's how they must feel. Is they just they just kind of feel like invincible to mm-hmm. a degree. Yes. Or like it's only going to happen around them. Like, did you ever visit the old West Towns or something mm-hmm. where you saw like every other hour they would coordinate yes. a gun shootout? Westville, you know? dude. Yeah, yeah. You're just like, oh, we're gonna coordinate the the shootout and the bandits are going to come in and the sheriffs are going to fight them out. And it's like, that was what they think they're in. Yeah. (laughs) That's very funny. (laughs) It's so good. And then they, of course, then they go straight to ancient Greece Mm -hmm. where like, that's where I have so much, it's just such brilliant writing, but I still have so many problems. They overhear someone say Socrates and he goes, Socrates, look him up. That's the dude from the book. It's under Socrates. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So what's going on? What's going on here? Like, why does he say that? Why is he all they, like just mispronouncing? They're it? just they're just it's playing off their dumbness. Like it just, they, they just, just forgot it's it Socrates. in an instant. He yeah. doesn't connect it because it's like it's like he hears Socrates, but the pronunciation doesn't translate to what he's <laughs> he reading. Sees it. Yes, <laughs> it's so, completely so true. Yeah, that's oh, I see. There's yeah. a total disconnect. He will not put the two together in his brain. He. He hears Socrates, he remembers them talking about this philosopher, and that's under Socrates in the book. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, it's under Socrates. Oh, there it is. Oh. The, the only true wisdom is knowing that you know nothing. Yes. That's us, dude. <laughs> <laughs> let's bag him. Like, it's such a... <laughs> let's bag him. It's so brilliant. And then, I mean, even... He even goes... Philosophize with them. Philosophize with them. Philosophize with them. What it. would you... Okay, so, again, <laughs> oh, I've good. heard these yes. things so long. What would you actually say instead That's of true. philosophize? Um, Speak philosophy to him? Yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, like, the what the verb is, you know... Uh, I'm, I'm philosophize. Yeah, philosophize. I, I, but you know how, like, in Boondock Saints, when he says, what's the symbology? I'm like, yeah, what's the symbology? Yeah. Wait, what's the real word? Oh, symbolism. <laughs> like, you, you just, yeah, yeah. you heard it so much, you're just like, isn't that right? Theology is the study of Mike. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that's so great. And then they, they, they just read... Through all of this, all they do, they use music. It's so funny. As their way to communicate with people. It's right. amazing. They they use such a it's such a great way and they use their understanding of music to communicate with him and then like they have this kind of epiphany and they have this moment together like oh yeah okay he gets it that they understand me they kind of understand him and oh yeah all right well let's go <laughs> <laughs> I love how they everyone just else kinda, is horrified they just kind of shovel him off okay, like all right, all right. they just go. grab his arms like all right we gotta go so <laughs> all we are is dust in the wind dude dust. And- <laughs> Wind, dude. Dude. <laughs> and it's like layered so deep because Socrates, Socrates, sorry, is yes. like mind blown by yes. by this philosophy. And like within the song, it does mean something, but it's, it's also like it means something to Bill and Ted, but doesn't mean the same thing no. as like what they initially wrote. But then to Soc- Socrates, sorry, it means <laughs> it means like. And this giant epiphany that's gonna like rule the world now, you know? It's and, crazy, right. man. It's so funny. 
Next, the boys stop in 15th century England, where they become infatuated with princesses Elizabeth and Joanna. This leads them to getting in trouble with their father, the king. But Billy and Socrates rescue the pair and the forest cave, hmm. though the booth is partially damaged on their departure. <laughs> They end up in the far future, discovering the society based on their influence and are inspired to complete their report with extra credit by kidnapping additional historical figures. I, I've, I lost it when uh, Ted is just infatuated and in love with these two ladies right away. And he's like, we know we got, we got to move on. We can't, we, these, we can't, we're here to uh, find historical figures, not babes. And he's like, but Bill. Those are historical babes. <laughs> well, and, and it is true. I tried to connect the dot. I've been listening. Love that. I've been listening to uh, the pirate uh, history podcast. Oh wow! And if this is King Henry VIII was listed on the board, and and they said it's King Henry's taller, so we're maybe assuming this was Henry VIII. He had a daughter named Elizabeth who one of these daughters uh, are named Elizabeth, and hmm. Elizabeth became one of the most famous. And like long lasting queens of England. Mm -hmm. So, uh, in theory, they took Elizabeth away. So, technically, so they may have completely fucked up the so world completely. But yeah. they did that, they ruined everything. But we're not, we're not, I do have some other theories for later, but okay. we're not 100% sure on that one. But yeah, we'll, we'll deal with it. I like that theory a lot, actually. That's, That's great. Uh, oh my God. I, I have a question for Sean. Okay. Sean, having never seen this movie, they they do the they do the fight the the knights they're knights they're mm -hmm. they're heavy metal <laughs> it was pretty awesome they're, they're doing fighting like Star Wars yeah stuff. right then then Ted falls down the steps and appears to be killed mm -hmm. Bill thinks he's killed and then Ted shows up and then they hug did you did that just kind of like blow you away by chance there or do you know what happened there do you remember do I know what happened when Dude, he what did they say when they hugged. And then they got mad and they pushed each other back. They you said, don't have to say it. They but said they said the F word. Yeah. Did that did that make you go, what? It I mean, it made me like do a like a three sixty in my mind. And then like 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 as I was at that ninety of the three sixty, I was like, yes, eighties. And then I came back to And you came right back. Came right back. I'm like, I don't care. It's it's like shocking to hear and stuff like that just because it's like such a yeah. terrible word but like that's what people said you know like i don't whatever it just sucks like i want to have that mentality of just like ah fuck it's, it's the, the 80s it's we, the purest movie of all time like it, the pure yeah. joy but that has that one thing it's, it's like it's just and there i've read that all the actors are like yeah well what are you gonna do but it just it just sucks that they had like there was no need for that at yeah. all like those dudes fucking love each it other it could have just been mm -hmm. like ew yeah, and it's so and it's cool to fucking hug your hug your friends. Yeah. yeah. So like, why was that so weird? And and we did have it on. T we recorded it from TV. There they edit. They said fool. Mm. And so I it it was only until a couple of years ago that I was like, wait, what? Yeah. What did they say? Yeah. So I had the kind of the same reaction. But it's just like that's like the one thing that bugs me about this movie. Yeah, I would agree with you. Yeah, I yeah. I, I definitely agree. But it's also like it's it's like the Breakfast Club thing too, where it's kind of written on on things and it's said several times even where it's just like what are you gonna do you know like i i, I this movie's breakfast club is a masterpiece so I'm, I'm, there's it's definitely not gonna be removed or canceled and so so is this movie not as well you know it's people it, forgive and forget and what are we gonna do it, we're the only true thing is that like okay we've learned that let's not do that yeah. anymore right yeah, okay you don't you, have to cancel it because of yeah, that. Definitely right. Right. Yeah, definitely. You can cancel blank check, but uh, <laughs> for, <laughs> I, I argue that you shouldn't. I actually, no, I'm yeah, with yeah. you on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, if, I, if I had any input in that, I would, I would honestly say 
that nowadays you don't see anything like that unless it is for like some shock value right. added to a very like rough around the edges kind of a show or, or movie or whatever. Or yeah, that kind of a thing. Times have changed and we all know that now, right? And but back then it was like it was not obviously meant in that fashion. It was right. just yeah. like we, you know, you, you try to understand yes. that it's not they meant in that they fashion. They didn't mean any yeah. ill will by <laughs> exactly. it. It was just unfortunately what they said. Yeah, exactly. I just felt it wasn't. It wasn't even necessary back then. But it was, still wasn't How about hug your friend either. and be like, "I'm so happy you're alive." That's yeah. such, that's such a better they, way to do yeah. it, and, and more of their character too. Where like they, yeah. they do love each other. They're yeah, fucking absolutely. best friends, man. Yep. I thought you died. Yeah, I love right. you. It's exactly what it should have been. It's like, oh, all right, let's go get the babes. It's well, like, yeah. <laughs> let's I go just, find the Iron Maiden. <laughs> yeah. I, I also like the the no questions, no questions asked. Just murder the person in the armor you walk by all of the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, that's like your like I guess castle. Yes. Like I'm assuming, like there's a crest on it somewhere probably that's like yeah that's an indication that that's our armor. But you just straight up just stab it. Just stab. Whoever's in there is dead. And like, what's the point of the arbor if if you can just go through that That's easily? True. He went through, went through like butter, man. Yeah. What kind of sword is this? Like, I'd rather like be foil. agile, bro. Yeah, you know? <laughs> Come get me, douche. Let's go. Douche. <laughs> that was so fu- that was so fucking funny when they and he goes put them in the Iron Maiden and they're like Iron Maiden, oh, <laughs> excellent. So I had to look up. I had to look up what an Iron Maiden was. Do you oh, know you, what? Do you know I what, know it is? what the Iron yeah. Maiden is? It's, it's brutal, dude. And I, I guess there's some there's some details that say <laughs> that maybe it was a made up thing that it never actually was used. But there's a lot of history that says it was. It's the it's like the coffin type structure mm-hmm. where they shut the door and the inside is all spikes. It's the chokey. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Medieval England, dude. Dude, Man. it was freaking wild back then. I wouldn't say I'm a history buff, but I do really like history. Actually, oh, yeah. it's like so well, it was definitely one of my favorite subjects in school. And then, like, I I do think like I look into it a lot. And there was there was evidence of like the Iron Maiden and stuff in play, but <laughs> some of that stuff, the medieval torture stuff, absolutely terrifying. The Spanish Inquisition, like it, old England, like it was wild, that- and that was crazy the saw writers look to things like that to come up with torture devices yes yeah they don't even have to make anything up because it already happened in real (laughs) life barbaric man even the dude chasing them when they escape with the fucking he's whipping around a giant ball with spikes on it like it seems doesn't seem like the most practical weapon in the world right but if you were to get hit by one of those i mean come on yeah i mean you're at least you're at least down for a long time (laughs) you're not gonna be the same (laughs) if you if you're wondering about that aspect being being the fucking nerd i guess uh (laughs) um the mace that was actually not really a thing Maces only really had like they were never chained like that. Okay. It oh was, wow. It was always it was way too impractical. There's it no, doesn't make much. There's sense. no actual like evidence that they had like ball and chain maces. It was always just like a mace had like the big spikes on a ball on the end of a stick. Well, actually, it. I read. <laughs> well, technically, <laughs> shut up. History with AJ. Um, and that's I, me. I love uh, anybody like all, especially the historical figures that come in contact with Bill and Ted kind of take on their cadence as well. Like Billy the Kid right away is like explaining to Socrates how like what's going on but in their language like come on dude like it's it's excellent like everything's just fine. Where are we now dudes? Yeah. It's so it's so funny because it's because they're so 
like such infectious characters, infectious Completely. like laughs and and just just their genuine their being. people. Yeah, it's like you want to be around people like that. Like I know people like that in my life, where I'm just I kind of like absorb their kind of uh, their cadence of the way they talk and like their the words that they use. And I lo- I love that about this, like how how those historical figures who haven't seen anybody like this ever are just you know <laughs> like absorbing their cadences and stuff like that. They're coming back. It's like almost think of them like gods. Like, true. Yeah. True. And, that, and they're like. I'm going to kind of do what you're doing because you just sent me on this insane yeah. thing through this time warm. I love the, you see the bond that like Billy and, and Socrates have. So great. Sorry. Uh, like, cause they're, they're like the first two and they're yeah. together for the longest amount of time. So as the movie goes on, they become genuinely like cool friends. Yeah. <laughs> it's just amazing, man. It's, cool. it's just such they're, a cool they're thing. They're trying to pick girls and stuff. Yeah. Each other. <laughs> oh man, dude, that's such a good <laughs> We're from history. We'll get there. Okay. So I have to talk about this before we move along. They get to the future world and the song playing mm-hmm. is called in time by Robbie Rob. That song, I don't know why. Something about that futuristic world where every like you're you're imagining world peace and all these people are air guitaring yeah. and like be excellent to each other. And something about that quote. song. Like in time we'll be dancing in the streets all right. In time everything will be all right. Like yeah. that's just such a per- gives me chills thinking about how perfect that song is for that futuristic world. Especially even Good like point. right now. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> it We'll t- oh, I'll tell you my theory on it later, but like I just would wish that that could happen, but it never will. Yeah, it's especially like when when we were saying like the music at the beginning of the film. I, I was gonna reference this scene because this scene is like I, when the song first started. I'm like, this is gonna be really cheesy, and this kind of feels out of nowhere, but it works perfectly because it is a futuristic kind of sound at the beginning. And then once the chorus comes in, it's like, oh, this is an '80s hit. Just hit. It was so fun. It was not. Wow. It like it never became anything. But it's just such a cool song. It is. It really, yeah. I mean, and be ex- be excellent to each other is just. I think should just be, like, it, it should replace whatever our fucking country's motto is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because the, it, instead of saying the pledge of allegiance, we should just say be, be excellent, excellent to each other. Party on, dudes. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that the response they have? Yes. Or whatever? yes. It's like, yeah. And I love when they 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 said this was just this was not in the script, but when they talked. When they would say be excellent to each other, they would put the one hand over their heart and yeah. the other hand up. They said that was not in the script yeah. whatsoever. That's just how they felt cool presented. Yeah. I'm going to start talking like yeah. that. Yeah, I think so. Alex Winter improvised that. He's, he <laughs> just he said it, it, it like felt natural, and he's just like, yeah, I'm just I just did that, and that's like that became their thing. It's so good, holding their hand on the chest and raising, raising their arm. Yeah, there, and it, obviously to the character speaking to the characters, there's something that seems so uh, proper about them while they are so ignorant and, you know, lack of a better term, stupid. Yeah. But like, dim-witted. Dim-witted. Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, but there's like something... Us. There's something That's us. That's you us. got it. You got it. <laughs> but there's something so sophisticated about them to, yeah, some, to some degree. You know what I mean? And it's those motions. It's Bill S. Preston Esquire. And, like, that guy, it's like, why are you an Esquire? I don't know why you're an Esquire, but, like, uh, those, those little things make them seem so sophisticated. Well, that's just themselves. They're confident in themselves. They don't act like anything else. Anybody else know nothing. It is, they are them to the purest form. And then like, you got to respect someone like that. Perfect point. You have to, man. Yeah. 
Well, let's move this party along. So they leave the future world and grab Sigmund Freud, Ludwig van Beethoven, Joan of Arc, <laughs> Genghis Khan, and Abraham Lincoln, L-I-N-C-O-M. After a brief stop in prehistoric times to repair the booth, Bill and Ted program the machine to return to the present. When they arrive, they learn that Deacon has abandoned Napoleon at a bowling alley. They leave the other <laughs> historical figures at the mall to learn about San Dimas while they seek out Napoleon at a local water park. The historical figures get into trouble and are arrested by Captain Logan. So Napoleon, like, at where, the, bowling, the alley, bowling alley and, <laughs> and like, hanging out with the... Uh, Deacon and the twins. Is it Ted's brother? Ted's brother, okay. yeah. So Deacon and, and his friends and everything like that. It seems like a guy wearing that getup would be like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? But like something like a Chuck E. Cheese or like a <laughs> that medi- made total medieval sense. times. Is like, I bet people are walking by me like, yeah, that's like a party favor guy. <laughs> yeah. like, or that's like a replacement for a clown. He's you a know? mascot. Yeah. He's like, a- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you didn't get a clown. You got a Napoleon right. Bonaparte. Look alike. Wow, and he's really short too. For the birthday party, I play, <laughs> plays him really well. <laughs> so, so I'm gonna enact the new segment, the prop that you yes, want. Please, I want the Ziggy Piggy uh, button, button? That, that he gets. <laughs> That's what I want. Nice. Oh, and, and for for reference, the two dudes that are that bring the ice cream. That's the that's the director and the writer. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Is that right? Ziggy Piggy. Those dudes. Those so dudes. Good. Yikes, bro. Those two dudes, like when he comes back, he's like, he ate it all. Oh, he's up, but he's a ziggy piggy. And he's like pulling his nose up and stuff. And and you're just like, ah, this is terrible. I hate this so much. That's my prop. I want that. I mean, I know that the phone booth went up for, uh, uh, like, it was, I don't, they gave it up for a prize. Uh, it was like the cartoon or something, or the yeah, video game. The yeah. video game was coming out, and they, the prize for, like, promotion for that was the actual phone booth from the, mm-hmm. from the movie. Unbelievable. Would be so cool to have, but um, I think, like, their history book okay. that they have with them, or, like, the phone the phone book. The Circuits of, of Time directory. Yeah, something like like one of those two, because I know that the history book was actually, like, a history book, a, yes. like, for real history book, so that'd be fun to have. So yeah, one of those two. Okay. One of those books. Maybe this is too easy or whatever, but I really liked Bill's guitar. Okay, and his so, in particular? I was trying to figure out what it was. Ted. Well, it's like a Rickenbacker yeah. or, or Dan Electro guitar, and while well, Ted has like kind of like this knockoff uh, Squire Fender, you know, but he has this like Rickenbacker guitar style thing. It looks like something the Beatles would play almost, yeah. like the headstock does. I want that guitar. There's something about that guitar that I'm like, and then... I think that's the one that George Carlin picks up in shreds. Yes, he does. And yeah. I'm just like, it's it's great. So if, George if, Carlin touched it. Exactly. <laughs> if it's if it's not that, then maybe George Carlin's sunglasses. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know me. I'm I'm our language translator guy, right? Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> you knew I was going to do this. So Napoleon, at some points, they are translated. Mm-hmm. You know, like when he goes down the lane, he goes shit, 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 shit. Like <laughs> yeah. that is translated, which is hilarious. But a couple of the things he says are not translated. He says he says embontant to the to the Ziggy Piggy guys, yeah, yeah. which means annoying person, <laughs> and la glace means ice cream, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Uh, when he's right when he's getting ran to bowl, he says attend. That means hold on, uh-huh. which he says, attend, attend, attend. Yeah, hold on, hold on. And then right after he says that, he goes, Cretan, which which means dumbass. But it always sounded <laughs> like he said, yeah, like Cretan. But it always sounded like he said, quiet down. Like I always yeah. thought he said, quiet down, quiet down. <laughs> what, I don't know why I always thought he said that, but yeah. yeah. It's weird that they wouldn't translate some things, but they did on others. So yeah. Well, it's funny you bring up language because the German dub of the film 
how this has like its own verbiage, like oh, excellent course. and dudes and everything like that. The German dub of the film is actually quite legendary, replacing such lines as dude, uh, translating to Hoshi, <laughs> and Grantenstark, meaning excellent. The quote, be excellent to each other, was replaced with a more philosophical quote that translates to colorful and excellent is the being. <laughs> cool. Wow. <laughs> Isn't like, that fucking wild? That, like that. that sounds really cool. I'm going to write, I'm going to get that tattooed on my neck. Fuck <laughs> yes, dude. Like, <laughs> like I was saying earlier, there's a lot of historical accuracy to this and Le Glace or whatever, ice cream. Yeah. Napoleon, this, the ice cream they're eating is a Neapolitan style yes. like ice cream. And it turns out that Napoleon was actually a big fan of this type of ice cream, this cool. sort, of, sort of treat that in, in actual history. He was oh, also wow. a fan of having awards and pins all over it. Correct. Him. So having the Ziggy Piggy pin. It was a big deal to him. <laughs> yes. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I think it's I think it's so fun. Somebody put a little thought into this. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like they had to have. Yeah. I also felt sorry for Napoleon upon rewatch as a kid. I just, he was my least favorite guy, mm. but like when, when they leave, when Deacon leaves him, yeah. like, I mean, yes, he was a dick and he was a terrible guy, but that scene, he walks out, he gets thrown out of the bowling alley and he's by himself I and know. he has nowhere to go in the future. <laughs> and, he, and he even goes, Deacon, like he like yells it. He's looking for his guy. <laughs> yeah. Like it's kind of like, man, all right, bro. Like Dang, Deacon, Deacon's kind of a heart. dick, man. Yeah. Thrown out by the guy who looks like he was born to be <laughs> A throwout guy, <laughs> yeah. Just like the the bowling alley guy is like, and stay out. Like it looks like he was born to say that. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, that about Michelle. Beat it, <laughs> body. <laughs> but you, Napoleon gets made up for though because he finds that water park. Oh yeah. As a kid, dude, water loops. Any any movie that had montages with water parks and theme parks immediately got an extra one to two point boost for me. Okay. I mean, I All fucking right. loved water parks. Yeah, and he had the time of his life. It was so great. It lo- I mean, I don't know about his like uh, his negligee that he was wearing, <laughs> yeah, his see-through I negligee. Like you can see, yeah, like long. he's just like very dark, hairy all over. Like especially the butt. It looked like it looked like he was wearing a jock. Actually, I think, <laughs> I think he, he was. He was, like he was. There. <laughs> um, but that other than that, yes, it was a very fun scene to watch. <laughs> He was like getting really into it. He's even getting into it with like some of the kids and stuff, and he was having a good time. Teaching them. But for some reason, I kept thinking to myself, "How would he fare on the old uh, on the old Goonies slide down the?" You know, <laughs> yeah. He was going and spinning around. He quite was a doing bit. tricks. I think he. I, I think he would have had a good time on that. I think so too. Yeah. I think so too. You know, the, the best, and that's why I will stress this: like when we actually watch these movies for our show. I, f- I, I focus on things I normally don't. If I was just watching this movie, I'd just watch it just because it's so great to kick back. But moving along into when, when they start getting chased in the mall, right? Like mm-hmm. all the historical figures are there. There was one part in particular that just bothered the fuck out of me <laughs> that I didn't care about as a kid, nor nor did I see anything wrong with it. So the, the music store guy, right? Yeah. yeah. With, with Beef Oven. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's, fan, there, huh? there's many. Yeah, there's so many things. Like, okay, if you have somebody you're trying to impress them on a keyboard... And you push one button and Arpeggiated. it just starts going. How the fuck is that supposed to impress somebody? Was that just like some cool new feature they just came up with? Like yeah. the demo thing? Yeah. My fucking Casio that I had as a kid had a fucking demo. Exactly. On. Yeah. You, there's a, like a program that's like programmed into your computer already that you can bring up. And yes. Just press Y and it, it'll do that. You know, that was a little irritating to me too. Cause I, I mean, 
being musicians, it's just like, well, that's arpeggiated, and it's like it's obviously the that note, but arpeggiated, and yeah. dude. But then Beethoven starts shredding the fuck, <laughs> yeah. right, to where he acquires a crowd of people that want that now they think playing keyboards is cool, mm-hmm. and all these people are just so in awe and want probably want to buy keyboards so they can be like Beethoven. Yeah, but this guy's mad and calls the cops on him. Yeah, what a, what, <laughs> what, a, what is he doing wrong? What what a absolutely terrible psycho salesperson. He doesn't understand anything. He understands like, nothing. I understand why that would impress Beethoven because it's automatically playing something. Think about like a player piano didn't exist until at least like 200 years later from him. Completely. You know, or something like that. But how would he know that? And he's like, oh, this is the top of the line and uh, it's got a beatbox in it too. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck, dude? You suck. <laughs> like, but this also kind of answers this question of like, as they're going around the mall, what a what a great idea to put all these historical feature or uh, people into this mall where there's they can all roam around and find something that they're going to like really be good yes. at or like and, and like hone in on or like something that will like pertain to them, you know. Beef oven in the fucking music store just shredding <laughs> it up. Genghis Khan in the sports it's store so just good. beating the shit out of stuff. Uh, who else was there? Finn Wolfhard as Joan of Arc uh, yeah. doing the yeah. aerobics and stuff. <laughs> um, the aerobics, yes. Well, and that's that's another thing as being musicians, touring musicians as well. Like you go to a new town and you want to like uh, ingratiate yourself with with the folk. You go to the local mall. Uh-huh. And you say, hey, we're a band. Come out to our show tonight. That's what you do. And so to ingratiate yourself into and tell people about your town, San Dimas, it's a great way to get them to know all the people and the town and how people interact and everything like that to go to a mall in San Dimas for their presentation at the end. Right. Yeah. I saw it was so such a smart idea um, for them just all walking around, finding whatever they want to do and just blowing it out of the water. I guess yeah. it basically everyone was just too good at what they were doing. Exactly. <laughs> so like, it came down to it, man. Yeah, exactly. That we didn't talk, we didn't speak about that <clears throat> was that Joan of Arc was played by Jane, Jane Weedland. Yeah. Who yeah. was in the go-go's. Yes. And, yes. Yeah, but then also Genghis Khan was Al Leong, man. Yeah, there I, he I is. Thought I, I fucking like wrote it down. First thing I wanted to mention, yeah. like yep. fucking the man of all mans, he was perfect to play that part. Absolutely, he was meant to play that part. Hit him again, Endo. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Since we're back at, at at normal time, the all of the time frames that this film has taken place in so far. So the film takes place in twenty six eighty eight May nineteen eighty eight. 1805, 1879, 410 BC, the 1400s, 1901, 1810, 1429, 1209, 1863, and 1 million BC. I was I found that fascinating. I'm just like, wow, that all of those, every single one of those was represented yeah. in this movie <laughs> so far. Let's so let's finish this bad boy off. So Bill and Ted I ex- mean I thought it was cool. No, I you <laughs> know I, I just didn't know what else to say. That's cool. That was good. <laughs> I thought it was No, that was actually a really great point, Sean. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. <laughs> so Bill and Ted execute an escape plan for their historical friends and then head to school to give their presentation in the form of a world tour, which is a rousing success, allowing them to pass the course. Sometime later, Rufus returns to Bill and Ted, presenting them with the two princesses who Rufus rescued before they were committed to prearranged marriages, noting that the two women will also be a part of Wild Stallions. 
Rufus explains how Bill and Ted will change the world with their music and how they needed to remain together and pass their history report in order to maintain the existing timeline and preserve the future of their society. Rufus asks to jam with the band, but upon hearing their poor skills, admits to the audience they do get better. So I had an issue with the history presentation setup. Uh, so Mr. Ryan looks down at his form and he has a list of four people every 15 minutes. Okay. So that's giving them time for, for a changeover in between people. That's three and a half minute long presentation. Bill and Ted's had to have taken an hour, right? At least an hour. But also why did Bill and Ted get to give theirs together when everyone else gave theirs individually? Very true. There's no reason why that should have been okay. <laughs> just because, oh, these two dumb kids, let, let's let them do it together. I suppose it was just the fact that they were like, they, they came in and, and said, like, they just, they just took over. Yeah. I mean, they just said they were going to do it. They didn't ask. They didn't say, oh, Mr. Ryan, Mr. Ryan, <laughs> is it okay if we, we do made it, it together? We made it. Can we still do our presentation? Can we, can, they didn't ask for permission. They asked for forgiveness. That's very you know true. I mean, so. I think they just went in for it, <laughs> and apparently they they hired some pretty badass production. It companies was awesome to, yeah. to get this done. It was awesome. <laughs> and like, do they just find some kid sitting backstage and be like, "You know how to run these lights, right?" Yeah, okay, exactly. okay, just go with it. Just yeah. just go for it. Follow our lead. <laughs> this is a blues ripping B. Watch me for the changes and try to keep up. Like bullshit. It's digging on the presentation, dude. The the guy that goes. San Dimas High School Football Rules. Yeah. That was inspired for Billy Madison with the Nib High School Football yes. Rules. Nib High, <laughs> Nib High School Football Rules. Like Billy Madison yeah. totally took that and said, yep, we're doing that same thing. 100%. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? This on, Upon this rewatch is when I recognize that yes. and realize yes. that. Yes, that, that, that no has idea. to be the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the guy just gives the most incoherent babbling speech <laughs> at computers. no point in, throughout your ranting. Did you make any sense about any point? (laughs) They're now all dumber. (laughs) It's very true. That kid was an idiot. Exactly. But he's a star football player, bro. There you go. That's all you need. That's all you need. He probably played the NFL. Uh, I have to talk about, if I don't bring this back around, for the continuity shit I was talking about earlier, I think it would be remiss. Okay. It's like they thought of things, and then it happened because they thought of them. Yes. So we'll just go back and steal the keys. So all he had to do is think about doing that, uh, and then it happened? That's that's where, like, I don't really know what they were trying that's to get true. at. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I, they're implying that then, after this was over, then they went to the future to make these things happen. Yeah. But th- I also saw a fan theory that said that their music wasn't the thing that ends up saving the world. It was their understanding of, like, time being not being a linear thing mm. uh, sort of like uh arrival yeah it, it was like this like they weren't going to go too deep into that but it was their <laughs> understanding of being able to manipulate time to make the world a better place <laughs> like it's like that is yeah. fucking deep that's that's just that yeah. is not intended to be that there's no way you no, know what i mean no, like that you, is not what we're you going. can't just make up what you want around it i'm not saying that's what i'm trying to do or what i want to happen i just want i just want any clarity at all. <laughs> okay, so then if if I think I think I know what you want here, then the movie, if I had to stick to the script, yeah. they then go into the future after their report to come back in time to put those things in, in the right place. Hmm. And then he just says, remember the trash can. It falls <laughs> on his know. dad's yeah. head. And they took the time to paint Wild Stallion's rules. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome. <laughs> That's, 
that's maybe my favorite part of the joke is that they took the time to do yes, that. Yes, they did it. <laughs> I, I fucking love. I I cackled out loud when they go back to visit them, or like it, the original scene happens where they're visiting themselves or whatever. They get done talking and uh, like set your set your watch back and everything like that. Like bye bye later, Bill and Ted or whatever. And then Ted walks into the end of the phone booth. He's like, that conversation made a lot more sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. I, just, I, love, I like, love how he's just walking away as he says it. It's yeah. just such a perfect comedic timing for well, that line. Well, and if you don't think too hard about it, then you might think this is a, a really dumb movie. If you overthink it, like I'm kind of doing right now to you <laughs> yeah, guys. Yeah, but it's fun. Time it's travel shit's really, really fun. Stu- it's it's kind of stupid. Great. But at the same time, I think it's so brilliant because that scene in general makes you think, wow, now I get to watch this other scene from the other end. Yeah. How they talk to Rufus. I could I could tell like okay this is why all the people are in there this is why he says to set his watch back it's it's very very funny yes. yeah. that is hilarious so yeah it brings up a good point too about t- time travel that I don't think has ever been touched is that the the your clock is always moving forward from where you came from yeah so you can't then return to where you left or yep. else you're in the past okay so so in in theory. When they came, they thought they were coming back to present day, but they were actually coming back to the past. That's right. So take that to the historical figures. All of those historical figures were gone for like seven days. So like Abraham Lincoln was lost. No one knew where the fuck he was. And then all of a sudden he showed back up. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of a cool, you can't just show back up where you left. Yeah. Because the time is always moving forward. He didn't even get to free the slaves, dude. He did. Do you want to hear my theory on that? Oh, okay. <laughs> what if these events really did happen? Like, what if Bill and Ted actually went back in time, did these things with these people, and then put them back in their place? Because he took Napoleon from a battle. Yes. So they're they're profoundly changed by these things, and that you can't help but be affected by Bill and Ted and your experiences. So a couple ones to think about, like Abraham Lincoln. This was in 1863. The Civil War ended in 1865. So. Picture Abraham Lincoln. He he he's in the middle of all this stuff and this brutality and these civil war. He comes back with this new sense of happiness and hope for the future. He knows what he's doing is the right cause and is worth it. So he pressed on. He dedicated every waking moment of his life in honor of Bill and Ted to like make this happen. He finally ends the war and you know the Emancipation Proclamation. And he finally decided to adopt that carefree spirit, take a day off. He goes to the theater and gets shot. <laughs> and same thing, like, like what, about Be- what about Beethoven? So in 1810, when they picked him up, he was playing Fur Elise on the piano, yeah. which is a famous piece. Uh, it was just released. He was, well, he was very famous. He's deaf as shit at the time, too. <clears throat> yeah, and, and he was very famous. And, and he, this journey with Bill and Ted made him think hard about like the culmination of life. And he couldn't shake it, right? So he goes back in time, and everyone just loves him still, and he keeps turning up music. But he's he wanted to write something that really captured, like not the seventh, the, not the eighth. no, the ninth, dude. The ninth. So he writes the ninth in twenty four, and this comes from you discover music. Listen, this like stopped me in my tracks. You discover music. This is how they describe Beethoven's Symphony Number no. Nine, which came out after the time travel, right? It's one of Beethoven's greatest compositions and one of the greatest symphonies ever composed. 
Beethoven took the structure of a classical symphony to its limits in expression of his lofty philosophical theme, the unity of mankind Boom. and our place in the universe. Be excellent to each other. Fuck, he learned that shit and came back and made it. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could do that for every single one of these characters. Well, that, that one in particular is, uh, is brilliant just because I, I, like, I've, I've heard in like metal documentaries that I've watched, <laughs> Beethoven would be happy to be in something like Iron Maiden. Completely. Or, or like, a, 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 like a technical kind of metal band like dream theater or something like that, animals you know? leaders there you go yeah exactly and they are correct the ninth is like one of the greatest yeah. symphonies of, and it was it was time. it was his last and that was what he learned from the future world right i mean even like napoleon that structure he does at the presentation That's about right. waterloo and the water slides yeah. was like almost exact of what his terrible and awful decision to invade russia was yeah yeah it's like, and even Ted even said, I don't think it's going to work. And Napoleon says, fuck no, it's totally going to work. You know, I mean, it's, it's yeah, crazy. It was a downfall. Yeah. That's really cool. There's so many correlations, historic correlations. Like you said, with uh, that right there, they make a really deep reference to that when they go back and get Beethoven, Beethoven, sorry. <laughs> it's really hard to decide what to say uh, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's Castle, Germany in 1810. And they said that Castle was a seat of the court of Jerome Bonaparte. Napoleon Bonaparte's younger brother. Wow. Hmm. So like even these references and just that they, these two characters are involved in this and he's from this era of, of Napoleon's younger brother and everything. It's really, it's really smart, man. <laughs> yeah. It's really freaking smart. Like, I, I don't know I, whether that's coincidental or not. I can't imagine that would be that coincidental. Though. Yeah. You even think about Joan of Arc, right? So uh, many people think she may have been like schizophrenic, perhaps, like right. looking back on her. She always explained that she had visions and things like that. But the way they set that up was she was in the middle of prayer yes. and they came down on the altar. Right. Yeah. So she thought that this whole experience was probably a vision. Yeah. And so when then she that was in 1429, she went back after that, probably lost her fucking shit. And she was captured in 1430 and executed in 1431. There 17 so, like, years old. Yeah, right. It's it, insane, man. It all makes sense. Yeah. I don't know whether we're thinking too hard about that. Uh, if I mean that checks out as much as like the theory of like Paul McCartney is dead, you know, checks out. Right. But yeah. even even better. Yeah. In my opinion, you know, it's like hey, that's a cool that's a cool theory, but it also checks out. So that whole presentation was so dope. Yeah. Uh, like, everything about it was so amazing. But I, there's just those minor things you miss, right? Like when when Sigmund Freud is talking to Ted. Yes. And he goes, Bill, would you like a try? And, he, and like Bill says, Nah, I just got a minor Oedipal complex. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like everybody goes. I mean, you don't know what a fucking Oedipal yeah. Oedipal complex is as a kid, but like. Clearly he does. He's <laughs> in love with his stepmom. Yeah. <laughs> and stepmom goes, what did he say? I also in love the back. Like when, he, when they're flirting with the two chicks in the, in the uh, a food court. Yes. Everything. Like <laughs> Freud has like a, a corn dog yeah, and he's like pointing dog. it at him like, yeah. as he's talking to them. Did you notice how it started up very uh, like upright <laughs> yeah. and it slowly it went down? Slowly, so like, good, man. Freudian slip, man. <laughs> Oh, it's it, just there's so many smart jokes in here that will go right over your head if you aren't paying attention enough. But if you ask too many questions, you'll you'll <laughs> care too much and you'll lose <laughs> yeah. the movie altogether. I don't know. Well, you got anything else to say? Should we give I, it our modern I day ratings, that's it, man? I think I, I think I'm good. So, Sean, this you've never seen it. What I mean, like what it. what do you got to say about this? I movie? felt I feel like I have, but I definitely haven't once once I started watching. Um, Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves are one of the greatest duos 
of, of all time, in my opinion. Like, I, I could watch them in anything. I could watch them do anything. Like we just said, the script is incredibly smart, and to have all these details within there uh, could just be, like, kind of shoved under the rug, you know? It could just be like, ah, well, it's, we'll, we'll focus more on the comedy. It's like, well, no, if you focus on both, it could become one, you know? It could, the history and everything like that could become funny as well. And I think that's why they teach this in history classes, you know, and and they show this uh, in history classes. Um, it's so smart. It's so funny. It's it's incredibly entertaining. Uh, I'm gonna give it an eight point eight. AJ, what about you, man? Ooh. You you gave it just a pretty indifferent four four and a half. Yeah. As a kid, what what do you got now? Yeah. So I enjoyed watching the movie again. Hearing hearing the fact that the original idea for this movie was like two hours and twenty five minutes or something like that was the original said, cut yeah. was the original cut is exhausting just to think about <laughs> completely <laughs> to man. be honest with you like it's like I can't imagine you doing that but somehow it, and not to say that it's it's a very fast movie at this point but it's very like they've got a problem they're going through the motions to fix it they create some more problems by doing these things and then they fix it and it's very it's very straightforward but there's a lot of great things playing at once so as as much as i like enjoyed watching it again i'm still not like i'm still like over the moon about this movie even though it made me really really appreciate a lot of those jokes and and how smart this thing really is so i am going to go up to uh, a 7.1 nice yeah i love it man i i the the thing the thing I have a problem with is that I I wanted to believe that it was possible for like a song to save the the world, <laughs> and what I've learned in twenty 2020 twenty in twenty twenty one is that there's no fucking chance that even something as beautiful as music could ever save the world. Mm -hmm. We we will all we will fight about anything we could possibly fight about. Well, I don't like that last verse in that song. Yeah, well, well, that's stupid. I don't I don't I just don't like the <laughs> other song that person wrote. So yeah. fuck you. And so that that makes me so sad knowing that music something as beautiful as music can never save the world. Uh but I don't think it was Bill and Ted's music that was meant to save the world. It was their fucking good-hearted nature 100%. and their their personalities. Everyone they touched in this movie was affected by them immediately. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what sort of like spreads uh, the, the, the laid back, the happy vibe. I mean, be excellent to each other should be the slogan of the world. In time should be our fucking national anthem. Throw that garbage away. Mm -hmm. Make it in time. I mean, like that. Those are the only ways we're gonna improve this world. And so, like, I I fucking love this movie, man. Like, I I, I kind of choked up at the Abraham Lincoln thing. Yeah. <laughs> like his speech at the end, man. Like, holy shit. Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of choking up right now. It was sort of a powerful <laughs> thing when he's like, "Be excellent to it. Party on, dudes!" Yeah. Like, it was true in my time as it is today. It's like, ah, oh, man. So I I'm just like I was. A, I was a seven, but I'm I'm a immediately up to like an eight eight point five. I mean, I could watch, I could endlessly watch this movie. Wow, yeah, man, okay. It's it's just pure joy, man. And I, it's like I I've said it before on the on the show. I don't know how you don't like something like this. Yeah, you know, like Stranger Things. He's like, you just don't like happiness. You don't. You just don't <laughs> yeah. like. You just don't like the energy that Bill and Ted exude off of themselves. Like it's I don't. It's because you're mad that you can't do that. Yeah. Oh my God. Like just invest into it and, and just like let yourself go and and like become this mentality for like a little bit for at least an hour and, and thirty minutes. Yeah. You know? Totally. 
Well, we hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, as of the recording at the end of May 2021, this is available on HBO Max, which you should have already had from New, New Mortal Kombat. So we already talked about that. Continuing with the weekly content, tune in next Wednesday as we head back to Mini Bite Land. If we were so far away oh. and we've come back. Oh. <laughs> uh, after three straight weeks of movie reviews, we dive back into pop culture topics. 90 snack food episode went so well, we got to touch on those kids' drinks of the 90s. You bet. That and, purple stuff, dog. Nah. Yeah. And and when we return in two weeks to movies, uh, I just we may have to do a four parter because Sean's gonna never stop talking. <laughs> yeah. Dazed and confused. Self-proclaimed his favorite movie of all time. It's my favorite movie the of all time. time. Let's see if it holds up. I know he hasn't seen it in like 10 years. No. So. <laughs> no. He watched it last week. It's yeah, fine. It's fine. So, yeah. AJ, tell us how we can get out of here, baby. I'm going to switch things up on you guys. The what? first thing I want to tell you about is the way that you can support us and the best Aww. way to keep going with this podcast because we love doing it, but, God, it takes a lot of work, and that's Patreon, guys. I'm going to talk to you about Patreon for two seconds, and that is the place that I'm you I'm turning can... off my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm just joking>. <laughs> <laughs> That's just... where you can support us if you, if you, if you have the means um, to jump on there. Like I say, it's the best way for us to be able to bring you more content. The reason we can bring you more content like we're doing now with three epi- three movies a, a month is because of Patreon. So uh, please, if you can, other than that, though, make sure you just uh, drop us a review on whatever plot platform you're listening on definitely that's the biggest thing um tell us how much you love us how much you hate us but regardless of either way make sure it's a five-star review it's got to be five <laughs> help stars. us out um if you guys if you guys are listening it's got to be apple podcast spotify stitcher Castbox, and everywhere in between uh and make sure you hit us up on those social meds facebook at confused breakfast twitter confused be fast mm. but then we get back to instagram confused breakfast and of course tiktok uh where you definitely heard some awesome content oh yeah that's confused breakfast as well uh you can also leave us a voicemail 319-804-9596 sean where can everybody find you at bro? sean prior 237 on instagram and tiktok thank you age aj vens aj a y v e n s anywhere on social media aj vens i've got a new website what is it robbie rob deserves a grammy.com okay All right. <laughs> fair enough i'm starting a petition baby oh yeah okay let's do it well confused breakfast here saying be excellent to each other and party, party on, on dudes, dudes. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.